On today's episode of Watch Time, we got a special guest, and we're going to be talking about lighting and how that affects your video. Stick around. Welcome back to Watch Time, everyone. So, uh, obviously, Kathy's not here today. She's uh, out on vacation, and uh, we got... Uh, Najada Davis here, lighting expert, video expert, film expert. Okay. We're going to be talking about lighting. So what's up, Najada? <laughs> what's going on, Bill? Uh, thanks for thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. So uh, I guess we're, we're going to talk about lighting. Uh, just to give everybody a little background on me, I am a, what do you say, film expert, a, a lighting expert? Yeah, lighting expert, things. video expert. Yeah. I think he might have blew me up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know everything. Let's just throw out disclaimers before we get deep. Uh, I don't know everything. I'm still learning, and uh, I'm a student to uh, to the craft and to my profession. But um, I I came to share anything that um, may, I may have picked up and just my personal experience. So yeah, no, I, well, I appreciate that, and I think I think you know, like I also feel like you're being somewhat modest too. Like yeah, you definitely we're all life learners, but you definitely do great work with everything that you've done with us. So really appreciate uh, having your skill set when we're working on some of these bigger projects. Thing. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's why like I wanted to talk about lighting. So a lot of the people that are listening right now, um some of them are, you know, they're marketers, some of them are business owners, and I know one of the most common questions we often get asked when we come out is, you know, why why do we need to, you know, why do we need all these lights? Why can't we just set up a camera? Why can't we just, you know, have somebody sit in a chair? You know, and then even sometimes as you, you know, some of these shoots that we've been on with you, like we had a lot of lights going. And, you know, to some to some people out there, they might be like, I don't I don't get that. So Maybe we could kind of start off with just kind of talking about the importance of lighting in video and why is it even needed? Right. I think I kind of want to tackle the idea of like where where some of these folks might be coming from, though, too, is, you know, they might ask. I mean, if you had people literally ask you, like, why can't we just sit down in the chair? And why can't we just throw up the camera? Well, there's also the idea that like, well, how many productions have you been on and how much TV, you know, compared to how much TV you've watched? Because if you're just watching TV and you just think that it's just throw up the camera, I can understand where you're coming from. But when you, if you've been a part of some productions, some larger productions, larger scale things, whether that be broadcast, you're talking about the news station, like if you've ever been to um, the studio for like Channel 3 or Channel 5 or something like that, you would understand why we need these lights. Um, even a newscaster going out into the field, you know, they, they're going to have, they're going to try and throw up a light if they can. Um, so to just sit down and point a camera, the question I'm going to ask you is, you know, at what, how do you want people to see you? And how do you want your image to come across uh, when we're talking about, when we talk about branding and you want, and because then when they see it, they'll be like, oh, my gosh, they might not tell you. But they'll be like, wow, I look I look fat or I look um, pale or, you know, whatever. It's really dark. And then they'll have all these complaints about the image looking crappy. And and then you'll be like, well, you didn't want me to bring lights. Yeah. So in order to get the image to look like look, look presentable and consumable in in the way at which you see this done on TV, we have to have more than two people show up. We might need an extra person to help with lighting. We might need somebody to help with audio. Um, 
So there's, you know, a huge, and then, you know, if you get on, um, the sets that we run with Flex Media are usually fairly small. I mean, I could see you running it with two people sometimes and getting what you need to get and getting out. And then some of the sets we've done, um, maybe have three or four people. And that's, you know, that's, that's, we're doing really good with that. But I've been on sets where we're doing these commercials and a, and a nice size crew is probably like 10 people. Right. Um, because you've got somebody there for hair and makeup. You might have two different people, might be somebody for makeup and somebody for hair. Um, you might be dealing with um, like a gaffer and maybe two grips at that point. So there's a team of three right there just for lighting and grip. Um, and this is kind of a small commercial. This isn't even, you know, something huge. So, uh, yeah, I think you've got to really put in perspective how much people want, but how much they're used to. And if they're only used to watching TV, they don't really know what goes into um, a a higher quality commercial. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I I, just, I guess, for people listening for reference, when you say like a smaller commercial, are you talking more like maybe local television commercial versus like national commercial? Uh, I would say hmm, like a smaller commercial, like a local... I've never like those little car commercials is what I see. Like they probably just have a guy who shows up with a camera, um, maybe a light or two. And uh, those little car commercials where they usually look pretty dull. Um, But I'd say that that could be on lower budget. And then you would talk about like going up um, in the budget. Maybe you'll see a a video that's on somebody on their website. Yeah. And it's got the CEO and like a team and it's, it's basically like lit interviews and B-roll. Yeah. And the B-roll is a lot of times unlit. Um, and you could probably, you could tell the difference if you've seen like lit B-roll compared to like, you know, just running gun B-roll. Yeah. Um, so that's the difference. When you start lining up, you see these people being interviewed. And if you lined up somebody being interviewed that wasn't lit with somebody who was, you could tell the difference. Yeah. Um, so the more lighting you add to it and the more set dressing people who pay attention to, um, you know, this is another position usually um, in the art department. And there's somebody there who's dressing the set and they're making sure that the papers on the desk are lined up properly and it doesn't look too cluttered. They might come into your desk and take some things off the wall. Right. And then, you know, make sure everything goes back the way it was. Somebody is paying attention to every detail of the picture. Um, you know, you're, you're watching somebody being interviewed and they're sitting in a chair and it's a long hallway. And in that hallway, somebody, you know, if they're, if you want that level of quality, you've got somebody on set who's paying attention to the things on the wall in the background, to the plants that are there. This plant's too small. This plant's too big. Let's put this one here. Let's take that one out. And these are the things that, that really go into it. Now, as soon as you add that hallway, you're going to, the question is going to be um, how much, you know, do we want to invest in this image? Because we can just light our person, but a good gaffer uh, will think about lighting uh, the background. A good you know, gaffer and a good DP will have that uh, conversation about what are we seeing in the background and do we want that lit? So now we're not just bringing gear and spending time to light the person. We're also thinking about what's happening in the background and how can we adjust that and not just saying, let's do it in post. 
um, that takes it up a notch. That goes up another scale. Uh, so all those things come into play when you're talking about being, you know, and you can decide what, what kind of commercial are we working on? Depending on how many people are there and how much time you're looking, are we just paying attention to what this guy is saying? And then just kind of getting out? That's cool. It's probably not that big of a commercial. But if we're worried about what this person is saying, what this person looks like, when they sit in the chair, the lighting, the background, the lighting, the setting, you're you're moving up in scale. And you've also got to give yourself more time and you've got to bring in skilled people who, you know, they're paying attention to these different aspects. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think, well, and I think too, like some of the, some of the things that I, I, I feel like people probably see when they're thinking about, is all this lighting necessary or, you know, can we just get a camera and a light? I think what ends up happening is we all take for granted when you're watching, you know, something on television, whether it be the news, whether it be, you know, a movie, a television show, you know, it really ends up being that you see this end result, but you don't see all the work that goes into it. And I know like for us, that's why oftentimes I try to post behind the scenes, you know, photos or video, because I really want people that are following us on social media, especially people that are looking to potentially have a video created or um, trying to understand like what goes into this, like they can see like, wow, that's, that's a lot. Because to, to your point, like some of our smaller stuff, or if it is just one, um, one videographer and one grip that's kind of working on something, like we'll typically have about at least three to four lights going just in that. And when you start talking about larger crews, you start talking about, at least on our level, you start talking about, you know, eight, nine, 10 lights that could be going. And um, just wanted to mention too, because I was thinking about it as you were talking, for anyone listening, um, if you're not really sure what a gaffer is, that's kind of the person that's in charge of the light. And then DP is director of photography. Um, and, you know, the thing is, it's like you were saying, if it's a smaller production, you might have one guy or one, one woman who's in charge of all of that you know, versus a larger production, you want to start breaking those roles out because there's, to your point, so many things to pay attention to that you want to make sure that the money that's being spent is actually being spent correctly and things are being done the right way. Right. You want those people to be able to pay attention to the details. And it's like, you know, if you've got these different departments that you want and they're listed on a piece of paper and you have these bullet points, how many bullet points do you really, you're only going to be able to take care of the main thing. Is my picture exposed? Um, is, you know, and then they're going to, that same person is going to be looking at the person in the chair and thinking, are they sitting correctly? Um, but they're going to probably be thinking, does it look good in the frame? If it doesn't look good in the frame, they might say something about it, but they're not, they're not going to catch his hair, right? They're not going to catch, um, Somebody's just coming from drinking coffee and they've got coffee stains. You know, she's got coffee stains on her on her teeth. Nobody's paying attention to that. And then it shows up in that 4K video you just shot. And and you're trying to punch in for a shot. And you're like, dang, like, look at, oh, her hair is like all frizzy and stuff. Yeah, but if you would have had somebody there for hair and makeup, um, they would have been paying attention to just that person's appearance and making sure that they look their best. Um, and then you've got someone else there paying attention to something else and they're letting the other, the other person who's in charge of the look pay attention to that. So it, it, by splitting up the responsibilities, you're ensuring it's like having insurance that every aspect of this product is being thought about. Yeah. And when you don't have certain people on your list, you could, as a producer, you could say, do we have 
this person? Do we have hair and makeup? Do we have a director? Do we have an AD? Um, you need to have certain people there to end up with a certain product. And um, if you don't, then you're allowing things to go wrong and, and allowing to possibly spend more in post and, um, and or just have a video that, you know, it could be great. It could be great. It could be great. Um, you can have a great video or to your standards and what you wanted to achieve, it could be mediocre. No, and, and it's funny. I'm glad that you mentioned the the part about posts because I do feel like that is a common thing that, you know, whether you're in the industry or not, a lot of people say, well, we'll fix it in post. Can you fix that in post? And, um, you know, what I, I don't think a lot of people realize is, I mean, you can fix a lot of things in posts. And the problem is, though, it's at what cost? So I feel like if you don't do it the right way and you have to fix it in post-production, then you're probably at least spending twice the amount you would have spent to just have it done right the first time, if not more. And I think that's a a common thing that, you know, anybody listening, if they have had an experience where they were like, well, you know, my my editor fixed this in post-production and it didn't cost us anymore. Well, then somebody probably messed up or they wanted to keep you as a client and they were worried about you, you know, walking away because, and they ate that cost because it really does. It takes more time to remove stains on somebody's teeth from coffee. That's going to take a lot of time. I always tell clients, I go, that is a frame by frame job because you have 30 frames per second. That person's up on there for a minute talking. And so that means every second you have to be going through 30 frames or 24 frames, depending on what you shot in, and you're removing that stain on their teeth. And so it's just a tedious process versus, to your point, you have somebody there for makeup going, hey, we got the stain. Let's take care of it. Go sit right. down. Mm -hmm. Boom. It's done immediately on set. You take care of it during production and you don't worry about it in post. That you like the only thing you should be worried about in post are things that you have planned to worry about in post. Um, and that's you know, could be some type of special effect, some graphics, different things like, oh, we want to get we want to leave space on this side of the screen when we shoot this shot because we're going to put graphics up in post. That's what you should be worried about on set for post, not oh, look at that problem right there, let's fix it in post. That's not cool. If we can fix it now fix it down. Um, and it sometimes it's just a matter of maybe reframing something and framing it out of the shot or something like that. Cool. But if you don't have the people there to identify the problem and then you identify it in post and maybe even in the final cut, somebody says, oh, that's a problem. Well, and I think one thing too, that like is important for, for anyone listening, like if you're kind of confused and you're like, you know, especially on planning, post-production, pre-production, Kathy and I did an episode where we kind of broke down the production process and we talked about the importance of planning and, you know, why when you work with a company, it's important to spend that time on the front end to make sure you don't make any mistakes on the back end. And I think like pulling this even around to uh, back again, even to some of the lighting stuff, what I think that like maybe somebody listening should know is, you know, if, if you have somebody show up and you have one light, and say you have one bright light and you have harsh shadows on the side of their their face and it creates a more dramatic effect. What I don't think um, the consumer um, is maybe thinking about is because it's an emotional thing is this video ends up being very dramatic and it changes the way you feel when you're watching this. So you could have a very happy message. You could be trying to put, you know, something out there like, come work with us. We're great. We love to work with you. We want to help you but you have this very dramatic look to your video and then you're kind of like, I don't know if I want to talk to that person because they kind of scare me. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely, uh, this is where we've got 
you've really got to, like you said, figure things out in the beginning um, because you want to know what emotions you want to convey, right? You want people to feel when they're watching your stuff. And, you know, the, the people who this is their this is their career. This is what they this is what they get paid to think about. Um, they're respected among their peers and their colleagues um, because people know you're in the business of marketing and persuasion and making people feel the way you want them to feel. If you're not achieving that, you're wasting your money, right? You want people to buy your product. You want people to come to your business. And the people you've hired to take photos or to make a video and commercials to say, I want people to see me how I want them to see me. And they completely screw it up. It's because, well, you didn't hire the right people. But um, maybe you didn't give them the 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 budget that was necessary. You didn't to put to put, give them the tools they needed. Um, because you can have really skilled professionals show up, and if they don't have the tools, right? A plumber can tell you what's wrong, but if he doesn't have the tools, you're like, don't bring your tools because I can't afford it. It's just three hundred dollars a day if you show up by yourself. I just got three hundred dollars. You can just show up, and then plumber's like, well, I need my truck. And that's an extra 300 bucks. Well, I don't have $600. Well, I can't fix your problem. Yeah. I can only tell you what's wrong. Yeah. So that there's, I think if you want something to feel a certain way, there's a certain, that, there's a certain look that goes with that. And you've got to bring in the people who know how to create that look. And then you've also got to allow them to bring the tools that they need um, to, to achieve that. Yeah. No, and I think that's that's great advice. I like how you use that the plumbing analogy because that that is that's a great way to look at that. And like, you know, I always tell clients when I'm talking with them because we, we get that a lot where someone will call up and they go, "I want a video." You know, I'm like, "Okay, that's great." I'm like, "So what are we looking to achieve?" Because I'm like, you know, video is such a broad term when people want to have a video for their website, and I always tell them like, "I can give you, you know, like your uncle picked up a video camera and just showed up and shot your commercial." I'm like, "Or I can deliver you Star Wars." It depends on you know where you want to be in there. And I think that um, the the emotional aspect of what people feel when they watch the video is an important thing they don't think about. And I think um, it's a quote that people don't remember what you say or what you do, but they remember how you they, how you made them feel. And I think that's an important thing to think about because you know when people get a chance to watch your video, whether it be a commercial, whether it be on your website, social media, they may have seen it once, they may have seen it twice, and they may not remember, you know you know, exactly what you do. They know that you're like within this realm and they may not remember, you know, exactly what you said your price point was or your process, but they might say, you know what? I watched that person. I felt comfortable with them. They seemed like they know what they were doing, you know, and I, I felt like you got a feeling, you know, like this, this person's legitimate versus like, to your point, you know, like with some of the car commercials, you know, why do some of these car commercials come off as salesy? Well, because the commercial was done cheap, you know, you got one light and a camera, and, you know, right. people know. So Right. And then, I mean, there's different ways to, to play with it. And I think that's why it's important to have certain creatives uh, involved in, in the process ahead of time to say, maybe we don't have the budget to do that, but maybe we can do something that's fun and something that's cool. Um, and, and it'll come across and maybe it'll be memorable. Um, but yeah, maybe it's cheap and cheesy and maybe that's okay because your, your goal is just to be memorable and for people to kind of like, okay, cool. Maybe I'll take that guy. Maybe I'll go talk to that guy because he's funny. 
Yeah. Um, but if you want to convey an emotion of sincerity and people know, like, you know, these are the people who know what they're talking about. Um, and it maybe it's a hospital commercial, something like that, right? Usually it's, like, they usually have these looks. People have designed these looks. Folks who knew what they were doing have designed certain looks. And you just kind of sometimes you just follow the, um, you know, you, you just go buy the book. But if you're in the hospital commercial, you usually see, like, everything's kind of, most things are white and clean and soft and um, made more evenly lit. But as soon as you go in there and say, oh, man, we want to do something different. There's a hospital. Then, you know, and uh, we're going to have, it's going to be real moody. And it's going to be dramatic. It's going to be real low key, which is like, you know, deep shadows. And, um, you know, the the highlights are, uh, you know, it's real bright highlights. And you're just like looking at people's faces. And it's like, yeah, you should come to this hospital. And they look like they, they look demonic. And you're not going to go to those people. You can't trust them. So if you do have these problems, which most, I mean, most, you probably wouldn't have that drastic of a problem, but um, it, that's just the idea is that music is involved. What is the music saying to you? The lighting is involved. What is the lighting saying? The camera angles, the movement, this is all speaking to you. And it's saying, uh, and you, it, what it's saying, it shouldn't, um, they shouldn't conflict, yeah. right? They should only amplify each other and complement each other. Um, Unless that's what you want to do, right? Unless you want them to conflict. But when you're talking about commercials, it's like, this is the main idea. Mm -hmm. We need to achieve the main idea. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually pretty straightforward and linear. And uh, you just follow that. But you got to find people who know what they're doing. And you've got to allow them to bring the tools. You don't always necessarily need 10 lights. No. You don't need 20 lights. A lot of times... You just need less light and less is more a lot of times. So, but you've got to be dealing with people who know what they're doing because if you got somebody who's bringing in lights, oh man, there's a shadow bringing in the light. Oh man, look at that, made another shadow. I don't know what's going on, bringing in the light. Um, when really they probably should just walked in the room and turned the lights off. Yeah. No. Right. And they could be like, oh man, there's a shadow there. That's weird. Shut that light off. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what that's doing. That's doing bad things. Shut it off. We don't need it. Um, you know, that's, these are the people you should be working with. Uh, and hopefully they do have the tools. Because even if you didn't have to bring in any lights or you couldn't bring in any lights for some reason, you know how to adjust uh, the surrounding area to fit your fancy. Yeah. And uh, I learned from somebody, I can't remember his name right now, but I was watching a video one time. And um, they said that the art of cinematography is not, like lighting and the art of lighting, right, for cinema is not adding more light um, and stuff like that, right? People think, oh, like I'm lighting this, like that means I need to bring in another light. No, we're shaping shadows, right? We, we're here to shape shadows. Um, and you can't have shadow without light. Yeah. But you're shaping the shadows to be desirable. And that's what you're looking at on people's faces is like, oh, that shadow there. Um, but that shadow was created from a light source and how to shape it so that it's now desirable and it's doing the things you wanted to do. That is what's creating the emotion. The light is not, it should not be your, your main focus, mm -hmm. right? It, it's the shadow and the effect is, that is what is creating that. 
So that's a good point. And I think, and just for people listening too, like thinking about this, cause like that, that kind of from our initial conversation, you might be thinking to yourself, like hired this company, they came in with, you know, eight people and they used three lights and uh, you know, what did I pay for? But to your point, that's the difference between hiring a professional and someone who knows what they're doing versus hiring someone who doesn't is, you know, I tell people, you hire us because we know how to fix things when things need to be fixed. We know how to take care of things when things when the environment changes. And you may not need all those lights. You may only need the three lights, but a professional is going to know how to get that to work where when you look at that client monitor, you're going to go, wow, that looks great. Like that's not what I'm seeing here, but that camera, the way it's picking that up. And I think that that's a, a great way to look at this. I think looking at this from a company standpoint, just kind of what you were talking about in terms of the budgeting and things like that. Um, you know, people listening, you know, think about what is your budget? You know, like, you know, I've said this before in other episodes, what are you trying to achieve? What is your brand? What's the goal of this? If it's going to social media and it's something that's a throwaway piece that you just want to announce something, maybe you need to do that yourself. Maybe you hire somebody that's a one person team. You know, if it's something going on your website and it directly affects your brand, I tell clients time and time again, you really need to have something professional because it's going to be there for a while and it sets the tone for who you are as a company. And now we kind of see how some of this lighting sets the tone. And, um, you know, I've never given homework on the podcast, but I think I might start doing this to anyone listening or watching. You know, I challenge you next time you go to watch a movie, you know, pick something drastic, watch a horror movie and then watch, you know, a children's movie and see the differences in those, the colors, the lights, the shadows, because I think they're going to see a lot there. So this has been, this has been phenomenal. This has been right. a great, great. Uh, I don't think we should really try and take away from, uh, we don't want to take away from the viewer's experience of these movies because once you start get diving in, you'll realize like, man, I can't stop thinking about the lighting and you know, I can't even enjoy the movie anymore. So, you know, hopefully it doesn't ruin your movie going experience for the rest of your life. But, uh, you know, maybe it'll help you like just see something, well, see something different. Even if you don't want to like necessarily uh, don't want to necessarily like watch that movie wise, I would even tell people go to flexmediacle.com and pick two different videos that we've done. And you could see the difference right there, you know, something that's more, you know, dramatic versus something that's more informational. Because I feel like there there are differences in that and you'll definitely see that. So um, I appreciate you coming on and, and talking with us on, about all this. So Yeah, no problem. Thanks for watching today. You know, this was a great episode. Make sure to tune in next week when we talk with Najata Davis again. We'll be continuing the conversation, switching gears from lighting and talking more about the pricing for productions, and why is it that some people charge more and some people charge less? See you next week. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. We hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And remember to like and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want your question answered on our podcast, go to flexmediacle.com backslash watch time.